Hey, Stars fans, we're back with the Texas Stars podcast. Brian Toski here with you. It's been a long time, no talk for a little bit, and, uh, mainly due to the ups and downs of the season and this year. Uh, Texas Stars podcast went on hold a little bit, but we're back in full force under a little bit of quarantine right now. And uh, just wanted to offer everybody a little advice right now. You've seen it everywhere. The AHL's uh, in a standstill until May uh, due to the COVID-19 crisis. It's kind of put us out of the season for a little while. Uh, that said, we want to make sure that everybody's taking the correct precautions. Uh, mainly the, the best thing that we could say about it is just be smart. Try to stay home, uh, stay as safe as you can, wash your hands. And just for everybody, whether you think you have it, you don't have symptoms, uh, just be mindful that there's a lot going on and a lot of unknowns for a lot of people. Um, so right now we're in kind of that precaution as well. We're at home uh, right now and trying to get past everything. And while we're in this quarantine, uh, we're doing all of our interviews from remote. Uh, and right now we've got our first guest on the podcast. He's a first round draft pick of the Dallas Stars in 2017. Uh, and uh, a guy who comes all the way from Minnesota, played at Boston University. Let's welcome in our first guest, Jake Ottinger. What's going on, Motter? How you doing? Not much. Uh, just like you said, trying to lay low right now. And obviously it's uh, been really tough with just... You know, we were right in the in the in the final stretch of the season there, and kind of in a playoff hunt. And our season obviously came to a pretty abrupt halt. So I think everyone's just kind of trying to deal with that and and uh, really understand like what this whole thing means. And so I've just been laying low and um, you know trying to do my part and uh, staying safe and and uh, not spreading this thing. So yeah, and I think the biggest challenge that everybody is having is you know, doing their part. And I think that's kind of the, the message that you said, but what are you doing at home to try and kind of keep low and, and still stay occupied, especially the way the season's been set up where we don't know what's going to happen towards May right now uh, to see exactly what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think every guy on the team would tell you this, that, you know, just being a, a hockey player, I think we all rely on having structure and, you know, we, we like, you know, having stuff that we have to do every single day. And now it's like that whole is that just our normal day to day routine is completely off. Like, you know, I have nothing that I have to do really, which is not fun at all. And, um, you know, I love being outside and, and that type of stuff. And, you know, I have to limit that as much as I can right now. So, you know, honestly, it's been a lot of, um, you know, trying to cook different meals that I've never cooked before. And, and um, uh, you know, I've been doing yoga in my living room. I've, I've been lucky. I have uh, just the Core Power app on my Apple TV, so I've been doing yoga in my living room and um, a lot of movies, Netflix, uh, that type of stuff, trying to stay busy. So luckily, uh, you know, my girlfriend's uh, school is suspended, so it's all online. So she's been able to be down here with me, and we just been kind of laying low, which has been nice to have some company because a lot of the guys uh, have gotten out of town. So where? Are you a good cook, or are you kind of going with the flow, just trying to figure it all out? <laughs> I'd say I'm uh, probably above average for my age. I'd say I'm not nothing too crazy, but I definitely cook for like my roommate Rhett and just a couple of the other guys that live in our building. I'd say I'm definitely the chef of the group. <laughs> so I think um, you know during the season we kind of have a lot of the same stuff. Just but now I'm just trying to mix it up, trying to branch out on stuff I've never had, just because I have a lot of time to I, prepare I, food and stuff like that so I, I just did the same thing the other day i went i went to the grocery store quick looking for like pizza dough and i ended up having yeah. to make pizza dough from scratch the other day and it was it, That's unreal, yeah. it was unbelievable i've never done it <laughs> that's and, awesome <laughs> but it's it's such a challenge right now to to kind of get through that and 
I feel like every day I'm looking through different recipes to try and figure out something different. Exactly. Right. Just trying to something to kill the time and sleeping in a lot, which has been nice. And, uh, you know, it's just been weird not coming to the rink every day, especially because, you know, we were just getting into the fun part of the season there. Stolen by Blackwell, looking in front, a big save of the blocker from Ottinger on the left side was Pickenza. Back again, over to the far side, Valencia backside. What an unbelievable save! Jake Ottinger got him with the paddle! Batted into the zone. Now what bounce free in front. Oh my goodness, Jake Ottinger! You've got to be kidding me! Some left-handed robbery on Jerry Mayhew! Well, let's talk about the the season this year. It was your rookie season and, and kind of the way the the process of this year went. You started last year with the team. We come back and uh, we went through a little bit of turmoil at the start of the year, but things kind of leveled off for the team. And like you said, right in the midst of the best part of the year, it's a very challenging part of the year. How did you think your first full season pro went? I think, uh, you know, just have to kind of reflect. I think there's a ton of positive stuff. I think, um, you know, when you're in a new situation, I mean, I don't really like change that much. And obviously everything that I was used to had changed. But um, I think, like you said, I mean, you know, there's that stretch there where we really struggle. I struggle personally. And, um, you know, I think just the uneasiness that comes with pro hockey, I mean, you never know, like, you have to earn your spot every single day. Like you can never be comfortable. And, um, you know, there's people fighting for your job as well and people that want to be where you are. So I think just never really being comfortable and, and complacent. I mean, you have to earn every start and, um, you have to play well in order to get another start. So I think just that attitude and mindset that I knew, you know, and learned this year was, I was going to have to earn every start. And, you know, when I, wasn't playing well in that one losing um, stretch there. I mean, I didn't play for like six, seven games. And, you know, that's really tough and something I'd never really done um, in my career before. So I think, um, you know, I learned a lot and there's a lot of really low points. And I think that's where you, you know, learn that it's not always going to be, you know, high fives. And, uh, but, you know, it's a business and um, it's my job now. So, um, you know, I think I learned from that and started playing a lot better. And, you know, I think I was playing my best hockey, uh, you know, the last, my last five games of the season I had there. And, you know, it's unfortunate that um, it had to stop because I feel like my best hockey was still ahead of me. Yeah. And the way the season kind of progressed, the you mentioned it at the start of the year, it's it, a lot of guys hadn't gone through that. It, a lot of you guys had had a lot of success in juniors in college, whatever the case was from a, from a team perspective, there were so many guys that were in their rookie seasons or, or coming back from the tail end of last year where it was still a playoff battle. What did it kind of do for the thought process, the progression of everybody's careers to go through that so early in the year? Because it, it started in the late stages of October, went right through into November. Um, and for a lot of you guys, that, that was brand brand new. Yeah, exactly. I think just, you know, I never really experienced like, just the amount of like pressure and um, tenseness that there was like in the locker room at that time. And, you know, I think the most unfortunate part was just how good of a group of guys we had and like how, how close we were and how good a leadership we had. Like we, we all like really wanted to play for each other. And, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. Like when you're that close with that many guys and it's just not going like how it should be and how we know it could have been, which, you know, I think maybe, you know, most of the time when there's losing streaks like that, like, 
you know, there's something wrong with the team or, you know, just a bad group of guys, but that like couldn't have been more the complete opposite. And, you know, I think just going from that to when we had that great like winning streak and kind of digging ourselves out of that hole, I think, you know, we kind of saw two different teams, but it was crazy because it was like, you know, the guys were the exact same way. Like, you know, all of our older guys and stuff, they weren't like panicking or getting too low. And, and then we were doing great. Like they weren't like getting too high, which I think just goes to show the experience they've had. Like it can go both ways. Like, um, and it's just crazy how, you know, it comes down to just like little things. Like, you know, I, I feel like during that losing streak, we were just finding ways to lose. And, Mm -hmm. and every time, you know, anything could go wrong, it would happen to us. And, you know, would hit off one of our guys on sticks and go in or we'd hit post. And then, you know, when we were doing great, like everything was going in and, and, you know, we were getting lucky bounces on our own defensive end and that type of stuff. So it's just Mm -hmm. crazy how fine of a line it is at this level and, you know, how good everyone is. And, um, you know, so it all comes down to like the very little things. And I think we figured that out and then we were able to dig ourselves out of that hole, which was exciting to get ourselves right back into the race. Cause I think, you know, if you, if you would have told us, you know, after we had lost our 10th game in a row and we were in last place in the league that, you know, in, in March, you're going to be right in the playoff hunt and a point or two out of the playoffs, we would have told you you lost your mind. So, um, you know, it was exciting to be able to have given ourselves the opportunity to get back right into it with all the other teams in our division. And, um, you know, I think we were, we were all, there wasn't a guy in that locker room that didn't think we were going to make playoffs this year. And I think that's the biggest part for when you look at the, the overall breakdown of how it all went down, the, the environment didn't change. The, the environment, even being around you guys around the locker room, that there was always, even during that stretch where it was a low, uh, the, the environment was still high. It was still very new in the locker room for a lot of guys. So, it, uh, you know, the, the way that you guys handled it was extremely, uh, extremely well from, um, from keeping the emotions in check. And I think all the way through the rest of the year, it was kind of that way um, for the entire locker room was just staying emotionally keel through every high and low, um, and it got you guys back to where it was during the tail end of the season. Um, when you look back at this whole year, what was probably your favorite moment? Because I've got mine, but I want to I want to know your favorite moment. My favorite moment? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, that's tough to think of right now. I mean, I haven't really had time to reflect, but I think, um, you know, when we were going in that losing streak and I, I hadn't played in, seven games i think it was like almost 20 days and um i ended up getting uh, my first start back was against milwaukee and um they were the best team in the league at that time i think they they are they were right now as well but um getting in there we ended up winning five to one i think you know that was just such an important game for me personally i think you know just to gain the trust of the guys in front of me again and and just prove to myself that i belonged here and and you know, it was just such a big win because, you know, if I lose that game, I don't know what happens mm. um, or where I end up or anything like that. So that was a, a massive moment in my, in my confidence. And I think, you know, from that game on, I think my my um, game just got better and better, uh, you know, with every start. And um, so I think that was definitely a bright spot. And, uh, you know, one of those games that you look back and, and you're just really proud of, you know, how it went down and, um you know, you just really needed that win. Like sometimes you just feel like, God, I really, really can use this. And, and that was the case in that game. A couple of mine that that was right on my list too. And it was, 
um, that whole whole stretch in December. But it was kind of the, the way it turned for me was in January where uh, we had the, the early game against Grand Rapids. You get the shutout there. And then we go into those games against Wilkes-Barre um, and the, the shootout win that was huge against them. And it was kind of all came to a culmination where you had that huge fist pump during the, the end of the shootout. That was <laughs> yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. parts. <laughs> Utcher needs a stop on Kevin Waugh as Waugh will go wide to the right trying to extend it. Stars win! Club saved by Utcher! And Texas sweeps the Penguins this year! Six in a row! Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, it just shows, like, you know, how much winning means to all of us and just how excited, you know, it was to, to just contribute. And, you know, it, it feels great to you know, have the game be, you know, you could win or lose the game with a save there. And, you know, that's just really cool. And that's one of the cool parts about being a goalie. And obviously I've been on the flip side of that too. So I know, you know, how much that means to all the guys and um, just goes to show how excited I was in that Sally. Talking so about, that was awesome though. Talking with Jake Ottinger, uh, goaltender for the Texas Stars. And uh, Brian Tosti here with you uh, on the Texas Stars podcast. We're on episode six of uh, of the year, but we're finally coming back after kind of a long, uh, long lull throughout the year with the the way the season kind of had its ups and downs. Um, Jake, two things that kind of fans have seen over the last year and a half of seeing you play. Uh, two of them have been pretty interesting highlights. One of them was a paddle save from last year, and the other one was the sprawling glove save from this year. Just yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, when you when you look back at those moments, uh, what's what's a goaltender's perspective in seeing those types of efforts kind of panning out for you? Yeah, I mean, I think like you know, you as a goalie, you make big saves. I think when you know, you just never give up on a puck, and I think that's just something that's been instilled in me by every goalie coach I've had. And, you know, you're never out of it. You don't know what could happen. So I think, you know, especially in that, that second one, the one that um, like hit off the boards or whatever, you're just like trying to throw everything you can back at the net. And, you know, during that losing streak, that's probably doesn't end up in my glove and it ends up in the back of the net. But I mean, you need to get a little lucky in situations like that, but I think it just goes to show why you never give up on a play and and on a pocket you know, sometimes the, the best saves you make in your, in your career are, are saves where you didn't think you had a chance and you just threw everything you had at it and ended up getting a little bit lucky. So I think that was the case there. But, you know, those are obviously cool and uh, pretty funny too. So Let's uh, let's take a step off the ice. What's, uh, what's a, a day in the life of Jake Ottinger that, that you really like to do? I, just from whether it's television, whether it's going outside, I know you mentioned that. What's, what's the yeah. day in the life like for Jake Ottinger? I'd say in the morning, definitely a cold brew. I'm a huge cold brew coffee guy. It's I never got into that. Yeah, I feel like my day doesn't really start until I have a cold brew. So that's definitely what I get going in the morning. And then, you know, let's just say a practice day, go to the rink. And we have a great group of guys that uh, love to golf, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, this year is really fun. I mean, whenever we had the opportunity, we'd like to get out there and golf. We had a good group of guys. And, Specifically, would battle with Brad McClure uh, on the golf course. Um, you know, we had a pretty even uh, season-long series, so I'd say I'm definitely a little bit better than he is, but he still keeps me honest and uh, competitive. So, super fun to battle against him on the course, and and then come home. Uh, got into grilling a lot this year, so I'd say go to the grocery store, get something to grill. Um, night before games, we would always have uh, ribeye steak on the grill with 
uh, jasmine rice and some broccoli and Brussels sprouts. I'll probably grill that up and then um, just hang out and watch hockey, whatever's going on that night. So you way undersold the the cooking aspect. You're <laughs> that's that's definitely up there with with some of the meals that I make back at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I I learned my way around the grill this year, which was nice. I mean, my dad is a huge griller in the summertime, and um, you know, so he's always got something cooking. And you know, this summer I made sure I paid attention to to what he was doing so I could replicate it when I was down here on my own. So learned a lot of my, my grilling stuff from him. So I know the guys definitely enjoyed that having a grill this year. What's the best shot in your golf game? I just, everybody seems Uh, to either say like either you hit your driver well, or you hit your irons well, and there's pretty much no in between. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say off the tee is definitely my strength. Um, so where Brad gets me is he's really good around the greens, like, really good chipper and putter and that type of stuff and you know that's something that i need to work on if i want to continue to to progress in my golf game so you know right now is a good time to practice because i don't have anything really going on right now but yeah i'd say definitely off the tee is probably my strength and then um you know it kind of slowly gets worse from there so (laughs) that's kind of how my game goes it's yeah except i'm sure that your drive probably puts you a little closer to the tee than mine does or closer to the green than mine does yeah hopefully so (laughs) uh so last year you come out of out of college you go uh back here to cedar park and um did you go back to boston i think that's what you said after yeah uh, after a year went back to boston and what was the the summer like and and going back out that way yeah, it was great. I mean, um, you know, there's a really good group of guys that all, uh, all came and uh, came back to BU like that I just signed. So it was really fun to, to still have that, um, you know, kind of college feel with those guys. But, you know, to kind of go back after getting my feet wet here and, and um, you know, still getting to, you know, feel like a college student for a couple more weeks, which is really nice. And then, you know, they have a great, uh, great situation at BU where, you know, come back, they still will, you know, pay for your classes and help you uh, pursue your degree. And then, uh, you know, working out with a strength coach we had for the last three years was great for me. And, um, you know, such a, such a good setup out there and such a great program. And, you know, I'm just really lucky that I had the opportunity to, to be a part of that. And, um, you know, so I owe a lot of, you know, my success in my career to, to the people at BU. So I love going back there and, you know, I was planning on, going back there this summer too but you know obviously mm-hmm. with the situation right now it's kind of play it day by day and so we'll see hopefully i can get back there this summer again two different types of tournaments throughout uh throughout your playing career that you've been a part of that are huge huge uh in the hockey world one the bean pot and the other is the minnesota state tournament um and that's not even counting um the junior tournaments as well what was your favorite and why? Um, I'd have to say uh, probably the Minnesota State Tournament. I mean, um, you know, playing in a tournament with all your buddies from, you know, when you were a little kid. And, um, you know, growing up, I went to that tournament every single year. Like, my dad used to work for Pepsi, and he would uh, be able to get a suite for that tournament. So all the kids on my team, we'd all get to sit in the suite and, and watch guys like uh, I remember watching like Nick Letty and and Kyle Rowe and they both from Eden Prairie and um, you know just dreaming of having that opportunity one day and uh, my freshman year kind of going into to high school hockey I didn't really know what to expect and played on the junior varsity team for the first five games of the year and then um, got the opportunity to play for the varsity team and kind of just 
ran with it and ended up winning the, the section tournament, which was cool because I played against, um, growing up, I went to Farmington mm-hmm. um, and then transferred to Lakeville North my freshman year. And we actually played Farmington in the section final to go to the state tournament. So we ended up beating those guys, um, which was really cool. And, um, you know, the guys I had played with previously. So I got some bragging rights on those guys. And my brother actually still went to Farmington, so like he was in the Farmington uh, student section reading against me and stuff. But um, and then we we ended up losing in the state championship game. But um, you know we won two overtime games to get to that point, and just having like the whole city behind you and all the all the kids that you went to school and stuff was really cool. And and uh, you know I think that's you know every kid that grows up in Minnesota's dream is to play in the state tournament. And you know I'm, I'm lucky to have gotten that opportunity. Did you uh, did you have no. the did you have the hair going during the all hair championship? Yeah. Or was that even going on I, at that point? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I was. I'm on the uh, honorable mention 2014 all video. So, if you want to see great hair, you can look that up. <laughs> Who had the best so, hair on the team? Uh, on my current team, or uh, on the on uh, at that time at Lakeville North? I'd have to say myself. I mean, I was the only one that was on the. On the all hockey hair team, I'm gonna let that guy make the decision. So <laughs> I'd say myself, I haven't had good hair like that since. So this <laughs> is the glory days. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, talking, right, so. talking with Jake Ottinger here on the Texas Stars podcast. Uh, just the the overall complexion of the year, and uh, just the way this this whole season's gone. Jake, if you if you have anything from training camp and all the way from uh, all the way back to the season. It, could you kind of have imagined the way uh, a the year has gone, or at least b um, kind of the what you learned from training camp all the way at the start of the year back in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was just like a whirlwind. Like you never really know what to expect. Obviously, like you know, I don't really think it hit me like that. I was like a pro or with this organization until I was at on the ice at training camp with like Ben and Sagan and those guys and. Um, you know, you just realize, like, you know, you belong here. And, you know, if you when you're stopping shots from guys that have been in the NHL, like, you really just start to believe that you belong here and, and you can play at this level and, and succeed at this level. And I think just gaining that confidence from training camp on really helped me and, you know, really just believe that, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here and, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, to be a pro and, and to play at this level and, and in the NHL too. So I think just that self-confidence and that self-belief was something that, you know, I started early in training camp and just kind of continue to grow throughout the year. And, um, you know, I think there's just lessons that I learned just about, you know, how low I can get and how high you can get and that type of stuff and not really, you know, worrying too much either way. And, um, you know, so I think just to have this, have had this experience so far, obviously I hope I don't see, hope the season's not over. Um, but if, you know, it, it were to end and, um, I think just I grew a lot and, and learned a ton that, you know, I can I can bring in an extra and help me be even better than than uh, this year and grow more. Well, Jake, we don't want to keep you away from the grill or uh, or away from kind of <laughs> kind of relax, kicking back right. a little bit back to the old uh, the old yoga too. Um, yeah. with we're going to go through this throughout the uh, the entire off season, so we'll we'll definitely check back in with you see how everything's going or or at least until we hit this May point and, and figuring out exactly um, where the stoppage might end and uh, get back sure. to hockey. We definitely wish to see you back in the crease and uh, we'll kind of uh, touch base before we get back to there. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. 
That was Jake Ottinger, the goaltender for the Texas Stars. And uh, this has been another edition of the Texas Stars podcast. We're going to keep these going all the way through kind of our our quarantine and our, our holdout right now of seeing exactly what happens with the 2019-20 season. Uh, but until uh, until that time, this is Brian Tossi signing off for Jake Ottinger. Uh, we hope that everybody makes the best of the situation. Stay safe wherever they are. We'll uh, talk to you a little bit more uh, as we move into our next interview of this quarantine interview series. Until then, see you later.